We play and call it work. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWargaming.com. Welcome Wargamers to the Shrine of Chaos. This is taken from my living room. Now you may be wondering, how come you can't see my mouth right now? Well, that's because we are set up for a very special interview right now and I had to set up the picture in picture. And so very shortly, we're gonna be joined by special guest, Bev Standing, who is a voice actor and accomplished uh, voice talent and uh, I'm super excited about this. And you know what? I'm just going to bring her right on in. And we're going to start talking to her and interacting with her. Hi, Bev. How are you today? Thanks for having me here. Hi, everyone. And so, uh, Bev, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's a bit of your background and you go, how you got into acting, voice acting specifically? Oh, it's a long it's a long story, but I'll make it really short. I uh, needed something to do on a weekend in my mid fifties, and I looked online and I found a voiceover workshop, and I just went, "What the heck?" And I uh, went down and took two days of fun. It was fun. It was so fun. And I was mic shy, which was pretty ironic because. You know, all I do is talk to my mic nowadays. But uh, it was so much fun that I started taking Second City in Toronto, which is uh, about an hour from where I was living. So it was a quick drive. And then I started taking acting classes and more voiceover workshops and realized soon after that it was actually a career. And uh, I absolutely love it. I love getting up in the morning and going to work every single day. Never know who you're going to be. Awesome. Uh, and I have to say, I have to share with you guys, uh, first off, how I met Bev. I met her through the Chamber of Commerce in our, our, our local Chamber of Commerce, and she was nominated for an award. And it said, voice actor. I'm like, oh, okay. Whoa, who's this? I, I got to talk to her. And she wasn't there that night because she was, you were doing a job, you were actually on a job somewhere uh, it, during that night, that, that night. So I couldn't talk to you. I was like, I was looking at it and, and I didn't know what you look like. I just saw your name. Right. And so I'm like, do you know Bev standing? Do you know, do you know Bev? And like, yeah, I heard of Bev. I, and like, no one, like no one could point me in the, your direction. Right. So it, I, I finally got a hold of you. And for those of you who have seen the mini war gaming bunker video, where we're showcasing all the rooms and the, the commercial that we made, she is the voice for that. So if you recall that, if you recall hearing that voice, that's Bev's voice. Uh, and I also thought the reason why I wanted to reach out to you, Bev, and just so you guys know, is I wanted to do something special for our narrative campaigns, the story times in particular, because uh, it's one thing for us in-house to do narration and do voices. Uh, and it's another another thing to reach out to other people, specifically female voice talent, uh, because I got to be honest, and I think I've told you this before, Bev, I actually attempted a female voice at one time. I'm like, no, no, that, okay. That, I, I never posted it anywhere, <laughs> but uh, for good reason. Uh, and, and that was just horrible. And then I got my sister to do something. And uh, as much as she's very enthusiastic, she's not a voice actor as well. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet. I'm going to go professional and make it sound the best that it could possibly sound. So uh, that's why I reached out originally. And uh, so uh, that's what we're kind of doing behind the scenes, folks. And so uh, if you hear a, a really professional sounding character voice that is female, you will know why and you'll know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. And so I thought it might be fun, Bev, if we could do some uh, uh, some fun exercises just to kind of show, just to kind of have some fun uh, and, and show the audience uh, some of your, your, your tools in your tool belt and some of the different things that you could do if you're up for it. 
I'm always up for it. Okay, so I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna just throw an accent type at you, and then start talking to me back in the accent. I only have a few of those tools, but go for it. Okay, so let's do, let's do a like a sorceress. You are, uh, uh, you are channeling the warp. You have a lot of warp energy. You can control things with your mind, and uh, you're very powerful, sorceress. I love that you're doing this. I am so used to reading a script, so this will be interesting. This is improv at its best. The fire behind you will flare when you say dog. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you should say that. Did you see my dog? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did you see the fireplace behind me? Yes, I did. Okay. That's that's very clever. No, I'm that good. Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) you can't. How did you see this? I'm that good. Okay, uh, let's do a, okay, let's do a UK accent. Okay. Uh, uh, British. And uh, we're just kind of like, we're walking on the street, and uh, we're in the middle of London, let's say. And we're looking at the, uh, the river. And uh, I'm a tourist, and you're from London. And uh, you notice that I'm a tourist, and I'm looking at the river. Well, it's lovely to have you in England. The Thames is a lovely river. They have lovely shops all along the sides, and they have a wonderful cruise ship that you can go out and have drinks and and even have a a social gathering of your own when we're allowed to do so. I've been there before, by the way, so that's why. So have I. And I've been on the ships, (laughs) and I've cruised the River Thames Uh, and crossed the London Bridge where the castles are. Okay, so... uh, all right, let's do one more. Uh, let, let's let's do an Irish. Okay, so we're uh, we're in. Uh, where did I visit? I visited the Devil's Organ in Ireland. Have you been there before? No, I haven't. No. Uh, it's, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a massive rock outcropping growth on the side of a mountain, and it looks like an organ and like a, like a musical organ. And that's why they call it the devil's organ. It's massive. Uh, and there's a lot of rocks and a lot of water nearby this cliff face. Well, I haven't been there, but I've been to, uh, it's, it's called, uh, the cliffs of Moore. And it's, I suppose if I was in the water, it would be very similar that I'd be down there and I'd see it from the water. I'd look up, because there's a lot of green and a lot of rocks and a lot of stones. In Ireland, you've, you've got to drink beer, though. <laughs> That's what I hear. You've got to have a pint. You know, I tried to actually get some food one time in the late afternoon, and I found yeah. 10 pubs and no food. No. <laughs> That's what happened. Okay. So, uh, so we're going to flip this a bit. Okay. Uh, we're going we're gonna to put it on. Uh, we're gonna, I'm going to try to do the accents. And uh, maybe help me through it because this is going to be painful. And for those watching for, and who are from these places, I apologize in advance. But I thought it might be fun. One of the things you have to remember about an accent is if you are creating a character in an accent, it's okay to not be perfect. If you are copying an accent and being a narrative and, and being an, a, a voice behind the scene, you're best to be perfect. Okay. For example, I get a third of my work as a Brit, but I don't air in the UK. Right. Because 
they would almost be offended by me. Even though I'm pretty spot on, I'm not to them. Right. But to create a character, you can be anything you want. So if I said to you that you were a, um, a guard in a prison in Ireland, okay. you can be anything you want. You don't have to have a perfect accent. Right. Okay. So some of the stuff you want to do to be a guard is think of the characteristics of what a guard represents in your mind. You're not the guy with the glasses and and the pants up to your ribs and the pocket protector. You are. And then you create that character and then you try and find the voice for that person. You have that personality that's going to come through and just come out of your mouth. So I'm trying to look at the water uh, as I'm staying still and I need to go to the bathroom. But my job is to stay here to guard the castle. That's pretty good. Could you be a little tougher? I, I'm going to stay here and uh, pretend like I don't have to go to the bathroom. And uh, maybe just dip in the voice a little bit. You know, I, I talk in the higher pitch just to make it so I seem like I'm friendly. But uh, in reality, I'm not. And it's interesting when you did that. You did that well, but you also changed your physicality when you did that. Because when you were the normal guy, you were sitting straight up. And when you changed, you sunk back in and you lowered your chin. Ooh. And all those things are part of what changes the tone of your voice. Did you change your physicality too? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Interesting. And you can do it for um, you can do it for characters where you say want to have a. Um, you really don't know where they're from or what they are or they're kind of beastie-like or um, funny-looking or whatever. They might have a lisp or they might they might have a shoulder that comes up strangely or you might have your teeth will come out further than your lips because you're going to talk differently when you do that. And all of a sudden, you've got a different accent coming out because that's maybe where you're thinking. Like So you never know um, when you look at a picture or they give you a description of a character. So when I said mm. guard, I thought someone burly and tougher. And, and so that's why I said, bring it down because mm-hmm. you wouldn't get a burly guy going, oh, well, let's go for breakfast. You know, <laughs> 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 you might, but not likely. Right. right. So yeah. the more Sam Elliott lower in your, right. Yeah. So it does, there's a physicality, even though you don't see it, if you physically do it, you will hear it. It's the same as if you put a smile on your face. Interesting. When, when you phone companies and you say, hi, thanks for calling. And someone on the other end goes, hi, thanks for calling. You, you hear the difference, whether they're smiling or not. Hmm. Yeah, Little things. That's true. Uh, oh, okay. So you were talking about this before and it, it intrigued me. Something about when you're talking and there's these little things that happen with the voice that, and they're like bad noises. <laughs> And it's like a, it's irksome to hear for the trained ear. Yes. Can you give me some examples of these bad noises that you don't want to hear in voice recordings? Yes. And now that I tell you, you'll hear it in every television commercial. It drives me crazy. If you have no moisture in your mouth, your lips will stick to your teeth. Or when you say a P, there's a proper way to say, there's a proper way to say a P because if I pop on the screen, you'll get the P. You'll get the air hitting the mic. Right. But if you smile a little bit, pull back your lips, I can go, you'll hear the P, but you won't hear the P. 
So the same is with a letter K, a K, like a K sounding. If you have a lot of moisture, if you have a, too much moisture in your throat, right. you'll get this K. And it's like, oh, it's like someone just taking nails down down a, a chalkboard. Um, the one the one that's the worst is is a, a mouth click. Okay. And I'm drinking water, so it's not going to happen. But you'll hear it, and it's like some. Oh, uh, you disconnected there for a moment. Are you guys also seeing a disconnection? Hold on one second. I think I'm going to have to call Bev back. Uno momento. And calling back. Oh, there That's, you are. Yeah, that was strange. I didn't leave. I could hear you the entire time. Oh, really? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you still see me? Because I can't. Yes, I can see you. Yeah, we okay, can. Good. I can see you and hear you perfectly. So uh, that's all that matters. So to continue, sorry about that. Um, I live in the country, and sometimes my internet blinks. Uh, you'll hear you'll hear a sound in the middle of a word, and what it is is your lips leaving your teeth. And it's very annoying. <laughs> and it's a... Okay, is it's it like just, the word milk? Like that? Like that noise? Yes, but it's in the middle of a word. I, again, I can't really do it because um, I have a moist mouth. I have a lubricated piece here. So um, you're talking about when your mouth is dry. So like that... No, that. Absolutely. Drink coffee or diet pop. And that will that will cause it. That'll cause it. Okay. Um, yeah, that that makes it worse for whatever reason. It dries out the the fluids in your mouth, and so your lips actually stick to your teeth. And you could say everything, and in the middle of re everything, as your lips open up, or yeah, your cheeks open. Up, there is that the noise. Mm, hang on. <laughs> and so you'll hear someone talking, and you'll hear that noise. You can edit it out. But you'll hear that noise. And if you hear it on a commercial now, you just go, oh, like somebody should have fixed that. Part of the problem is a lot of people that are hired now because of technology think they can work in a under a blanket on their cell phone. It's telling me I have a poor network connection again. Uh, I, can I hope still, it's not a problem. Okay. I, can, I can still hear you, hear you and see Okay. Yeah, so people are trying to get voiceover jobs working on their phone. Or like you said, you don't hire a pro, and they don't know those things. And then they go straight to air, YouTube or even TV and radio. And it's like, wow, that's annoying. <laughs> when you hear it, when you know to hear it, and then you hear it, you go, wow, that's what you were talking about. That's a pain. <laughs> so yeah. we have to edit all that out. I do, anyway. I'm going to send you a message here. And... uh could you do me a favor and read that in a character voice? Can you leave it up on the screen for me? Uh, or okay, wait, maybe. Yeah, actually, actually, uh, yeah. Where's the best way? Maybe. I'll... Um, it it went up and then it went down again. Oh wait, maybe if I pull up here. Oh, there we are. Bear with me, folks, while I try and get this over here. One of the 20, I have to talk because I'm going to read it first. 
That's the ninth legion, right? Yeah. And you'll have to tell me they broke the legions. How do you say that? Astart? Astartes. Astartes. That's how I say it. Hmm. That's actually a good question. The, uh, I say Astartes. Uh, I've also heard it uh, Astartes. I've also heard that. Um, but I would say Astartes. Okay. Yeah. Just the. Uh, I thought it'd be fun if it was just a couple. Uh, yep. So this is this is what you are. You are a machine spirit. Uh, you are the voice of a massive spaceship. You're like mm. the soul of the. Uh, uh, you're the spirit of the ship. And you're like making this announcement over the intercom, and you're uh, educating the denizens of the ship about the uh, blood angels. Do you want the British accent? Actually, yes. Yes. Okay. I was just going to say. Okay. All right. Here we go. The Blood Angels are one of the 21st founding legions of the Space Marines and were originally the 9th Legion before the second founding broke the Legions Astartes, broke the Legions Astartes up into separate chapters of 1,000 Space Marines. They are well known across the galaxy for their bloodthirsty nature in battle and feared for the curse of flawed gene seed they carry. The Blood Angels are amongst the longest living of the Adaptus Astartes, with some of the chapters Space Marines having served the Emperor of Mankind for over a thousand standard years. Okay, she's got chills. <laughs> <laughs> that's, so, that's so much fun. <laughs> I love it because I can, uh, I can hear it in a campaign, and if it's in a campaign, then it just makes it so much more real to me. So, uh, right. yeah, that was fun. Thank you for doing that. For you're welcome. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> All right, where are you guys? I'm gonna actually pull some uh, comments here from the from the group. All right, let's see what we see here. All right, so that's what they see. Okay, so any questions for Bev? Any questions at all for things she can do, things she's experienced, uh, hard voices, hard accents, any tips, anything like that, any sort of questions like that you guys might have? Uh, Deaf Noise Marine says that was great. And Epico <laughs> and Wow. funny that some of the more difficult characters I do with a lower voice I would do first thing in the morning um, I'm not sure with males but with females uh, their morning voice is sometimes quite a bit lower in their register so if that's the case and I was recording that character I would have to do it in the morning and if they had changes I would have to wait until the following morning to get that same timber interesting so it's like a more raspy it's just, it's a lower, deeper, uh, it sits in your throat. It, it, when you speak, you, you speak in different 
sections of your throat. Okay. Um, so if I were to do a child, I tend to lift my shoulders. That's just me. But um, so if I were to do a kid's voice, I, I pump up and I, you know, I'm going to the store to do all the wonderful things that I can because I'm talking up here in my throat. And sometimes I put a little lisp on so you think it's a little more real because little kids lisps and grownups don't. They told me that. That's that's it. Well, so That's so crazy. You couldn't ask me to do that at eight in the morning. OK. Yeah. It just wouldn't get to that height. Because I haven't warmed up my voice, my vocal cords are thicker, they're slower, they're vibrating differently, wow. all those things that, that happen. By the way, because you've done that for me before, and that just, <laughs> it blows me away every time. Like, I just, how? Wow. Like, because, you know, you, you, I don't know about you, but like when my kids are watching shows and stuff and I'm hearing kid voices, in my mind, it's a kid doing the voice. But there's like certain inflection that they use. That takes a certain amount of intuition and intelligence and experience. I'm like, there's no way that's a kid. There's no way. <laughs> you know, it's funny. They they never used to use children. And uh, more and more, because of technology, the kids know. So they do actually use more and more children. I know a lady in the States that does nothing but train children for right. this. Interesting. Um, and, and she has a birth defect. So her voice is always like this. And she interviewed me and it was like, oh, my God, I'm being talked to by a 10 year old. And she's 38 or something. <laughs> but her voice will never change. So she does a majority of the kids voices you'll hear. I know three adults, three, yeah, three adults that pretty much do every toy, you know, the giggles, the laughs, the sounds, the educational toys, the games, um, you know, that's not it. Try again. <laughs> Those are grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. That's so crazy. That's crazy. It's fun. It's a it's a really interesting career. And like I said to you at the beginning, you never know who you're going to be every day. I could wake up and say, thank you for calling. This is the thing you're talking about today. And just talk like that all day. Or I could get, hmm, you need to be in a museum. What's the last one I did? I was a 98-year-old woman, and I was a sorcerer, and I had all these questions to ask you. You know, like, that was that day. <laughs> so it's kind of fun. Wow. From You just never know. Six to 96 in two seconds. There you go. <laughs> okay, so we have a, a question from Jeremy uh, Blankenship. Do you have a favorite character you have portrayed? Uh, hi, Jeremy. No, um, the only character, I don't have a specific character that I have portrayed, but I love doing things like Disney commercials, like, you know, the princess doll when you're, you know, you're the 10 year old kind of thing. Okay. So that's, I love being, I love being the kid um, because they're usually really fun spots. Right. But I've, I've never portrayed, you know, Porky Pig or, you know, I've never been somebody you would recognize. Okay. Uh, Yet. Let me add yet. Yet. Not yet. This time. I'm not done yet. <laughs> Leozander Magnet says, have you done theater before? Hi. Uh, no. I took I, in the church when I grew up. I went to church every Sunday and I was part of a little group where we did Christmas pageants. And I've always wanted to be an actress my whole life and never pursued it. And it's interesting. My dad was an advertising executive. And at the time, we're talking 50 years ago, 
I could have just said to him, I want to be in a commercial. And I probably could have been. Um, but I never said anything to him. So hmm. I never pursued it. So it was interesting. We used to critique commercials. But right. yeah, no, I've never been in theater. I, I'm camera shy. I was Mike shy. So that wouldn't have happened. Camera shy and Mike shy. As a kid. As a kid. Not okay. so much now. Not, Not so, so much. much now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So Ruben Baker says, ever consider doing an audio book? Hi, Ruben. And no, I <laughs> audio books are uh, a lot of work. They're very labor intensive. And my business platform right now is a lot of short form stuff. So I would have to focus each and every day on a, you have to read the book, then you have to read it again. Um, you could do books, they have up to like 70 characters in one book. It's very, very difficult. And I'm a little animated for audiobooks. Now, if that's what the author is looking for, I'm in. But I would likely not do fiction hmm. um, because of the characters, the number of characters that you have to be. And, and although you think, oh, look at you, you can be all those things, Um for me, I'd rather do something within a, a 30 minute framework. Okay. The, the longest that the finished audio would be would be less than an hour. Right. So a short book, a kid's book, I'd like to do that. But as a rule, no, I don't do audiobooks. They are our specialists out there that do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would it not be more, is that also, would you think it, it'd be like a, it's got to be a voice marathon to, to, like, and that's all you're doing for a long time because of how many words there are and. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And you, you likely only could work three to four hours a day voicing. Right. And then your voice is done. Yeah. And part of that comes back to when you wake up in the morning, your voice is different than at five o'clock at night. So you can't be reading a story where you're down here. And by the end of the day, you're talking up here. Now you're a different person. Right. So you have to find the time of the day. You start at 11, you end at two. And that's what you do every day until that book is read. Wow. So... That's crazy. Of, there are a lot of work. And, and if you love doing it, it's a wonderful career. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Okay. Robert Marshall says, what made you think I want to be a voice actor? It's quite niche, but would be awesome to do. Hi, Robert. Um, as I said, it was, um, I didn't even know it was a career, even though my dad was an advertising executive and I worked in a national radio station where we actually hired voice actors to do a drama spot. I ended up as a production assistant on it. Um, I didn't even think of it as a job. I thought it was just an actor and I was too afraid to be an actor. I didn't want to be behind a mic or in front of a camera. Right. And when I took this course and was having so much fun with it, um, I got a phone call saying, I'd like you to do an audition. And I didn't book that spot, but I went, y you can make money doing this? <laughs> I should look at this because this is fun. And it's just somebody laid a path and I just kept stepping on the, the stones. It's It was a long process um, before I got my first job. And it was a lot of learning. But it, to me, it was just so much fun. Yeah. So it was it was fun to do. It was just. Yeah. Rule of fun. It was just rule a, of fun. Yeah. And when I and when I started getting paid for work, I was over the moon beside myself and I would start dedicating three to four hours every night on top of my day job just auditioning because you're constantly auditioning I don't care who you are you're an actor you are constantly auditioning mm -hmm. and uh, 
Um, and you, then you book. So then you have to do the work. Then you have to audition some more. Then you have to learn some more stuff. Then you have to keep training. And then you have to, have to, have to. But I had so much fun and I was making money. And I said, if I doubled the amount of time I spent, could I equal my pay? And I took a chance. Hmm. How long ago was that? that six years. That was six years. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, man, that, to be able to do it full time. Yeah. I took yeah. a leave of absence. It was, it was, it's kind of like now. Uh, I was in a job that I had to be outside. So it was January, February, and March. And I said, can I uh, take a leave of absence for three months? Don't worry, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And uh, six weeks later, I had resigned. Oh, okay. <laughs> because uh, you took the leap it and just, it worked, worked out. Yeah, I yeah. jumped off and had a huge umbrella holding me up. So yeah, <laughs> it was good. Oh, congrats though. And that's, that's awesome. Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, So Jeremy Blankenship just makes a comment. Never thought of the voice changing. Interesting. Uh, And then Fernando uh, Arelaga says, have you noticed a change in your normal voice after you start working as a voice actor? No, um, I don't. And, And that's because I am me when I'm not behind the mic. So I'm just me. And my voice changes as I age. Um, and, and that's something to note that when you're working, you need to stay current. If I can't reproduce what my demo says I can do, mm-hmm. then I need a new demo. So right. if your voice changes, you need to worry about that. But no, when I'm me, this is my voice. This is always my voice. And when I get behind the mic, even if it's on hold messaging or a corporate video or just a regular voice, I'm still a different voice than just me. Right. So when I'm just me, I'm just me. Yeah. And that just, oh. cha- that naturally changes over time as it should, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, so where could people find, uh, how could they contact you? Let's say they wanted to you know, hear your stuff and contact you for whatever reason. I'm really lucky. My name is not common. So my name is Bev Standing and you can find me at bevstanding.com. Or Bev at BevStanding.com is my email. Uh, or YouTube slash BevStanding. <laughs> BevStanding. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Just look me up. BevStanding voice and I'll pop up. LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it. I also teach. Um, I'm part of an association called GFTV in the UK and they've gone global. So I represent Canada. And so we do a lot of, uh, there's a lot of online courses and and uh, live mentoring and classes that are held monthly bi-monthly tri-monthly because they've gone global so you can join into one in um, New Zealand actually I joined them last night at uh, eight o'clock at night it was nine o'clock in their Wednesday morning and uh, they did a script read so they they put oh, up cool. some scripts on the the screen and you get to read them and you just, yeah, depending on where you are in the world, they have a class that's kind of local to you. Is that right? Uh, they just have a, there should be something that works for your time zone. Time yeah. zone, yeah. 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 Yep. Cool. And that's, uh, that's really, that could be for anyone wanting to voice act. Yeah. Anyone that wants to learn the industry. And there's, there's so much video games, <laughs> animation, anime, uh, ADR for uh, different languages and you want to do the English Right? right. There's a lot of that. A lot of shows over in uh, Europe that uh, that need a second language. There's a lot of Spanish work in the U.S. Okay. English and French in Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's it's amazing how many people are voice actors out there. And with technology and the global environment, uh, there is no end to finding work. Yeah. You have to learn how and where to look and how to ask and what to have to prepare and present yourself like a resume and, and yeah. the equipment to record and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, we teach all of that. So, yeah. So there was a question. Uh, okay, so there's two things. There was a question and then there is a request. So the question first is what's the hardest accent for, for you? For me, it would be a southern accent uh, in the U.S. And the reason for that is there are so many different accents. Again, it's like the U.K. I think there's at least 19, if not more, um, British accents, mm -hmm. dialects. And in the south, um, I always thought I had a good Texas accent. I do not have a good Texas accent. The only southern accent I can do is Georgia. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. And I know that because I was at a workshop and some lady stood up and gave me a, I, I was doing Lily Bell and her little cow. And uh, she stood up and gave me a standing applause and said, that's the best Georgian accent I've ever heard. And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. And I went, okay, now I know where my accent's from. Because <laughs> I had no idea, but I wouldn't right. try to be anybody else. I don't know how to do it. Right. Okay. So Southern, Southern states. Specific. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so here's a request from Glorious Bear. They said, uh, uh, do the Bart Simpson voice. I can't do that. Well, that's not fair. I could do Marge. Marge is pretty easy to do. <laughs> With her blue hair. <laughs> Come on, Bart. <laughs> but I couldn't do Bart Simpson. I actually know Bart Simpson. She's a 65-year-old grandmother of two. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. I love it. And my other good friend is Porky Pig, Bob Bergen, which is just hysterical to know these people. It's kind of cool. They're just average. In fact, I was in an airport with Bob. I picked him up. We were at a, con a convention and he needed a ride from the airport. So I went and picked him up. And I'm standing at the luggage and, and we grabbed his stuff and we're walking to the car. And some guy that worked at the airport went, oh, Porky Pig. And he just went beat red. He goes, nobody knows who I am. Because that's the fun of it is right. you can be anywhere and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what are some uh, – do you have anything – any uh, anecdotal thing that you would be willing to share uh, with uh, with other like that's actually a, a good example right there uh, of the Porky Pig one. But anything else like that? Because that's that's fun, right? You get to see kind of behind the curtain for a moment. Is there any other uh, voice that would be recognizable that you know of them as as the person? Oh, um, tons for for any for your friends in the UK. Um, a, a Brit Britain's Got Talent, The X Factor. Uh, his name is Peter Bishop, or Peter, sorry, Peter Dixon. And he is actually one of the co-owners of GFTV, the teaching platform that I, um, so we're good friends. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I, I can't even, I can't even begin to tell you who I know because you kind of get to know them. Uh, who was it? Michelangelo uh, from- TMNT? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. He which one? Uh, which series though? Like the older, like the 90s series or like the, the recent series? Like which one? Uh you know what? I honest, I don't even know. 
He's been doing it for years and years and years. So I don't know if he's still doing it or not. He was at, this is about three years ago. He's at a convention and I went up and said, I'd love a selfie with you for my son. Cause I had a picture of my son who was like three mm-hmm. or four and he dressed up as Michelangelo. And he said, forget that switched my phone to video and went, Hey dude, Michael, it's me, Michelangelo. Cowabunga <laughs> did this whole video for my son. It was like, these people are just so generous with their time and, and it's amazing. It's it's I must say the voice acting industry uh, out of all the different things I've done are the most kind, caring, generous people that I have ever met. And when you think of the acting industry, it's cutthroat. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you about what I've learned, what I know, who I know but not the voiceover industry. It's like, oh, you know what? Um, I don't have time to do this job. Maybe I'll send my client to you. You're my direct competitor, and I don't care hmm. because I want my client to get what they want. Right. So we're constantly referring each other and hiring each other, and it's, yeah, it's one of the neatest industries I've ever been in. I, I just, right up to the people like, you know, Michelangelo and Porky Pig and all those people. It's just, I know a guy, he's the voice of 4,000 characters. He's been like the tree on the Lego movie. You wouldn't know him. Right. But he can be and do anything. Yeah. There's another guy that's, um, oh, he's funny. He's like in his late 60s. He's got dreadlock, gray dreadlocks to his waist. Um, and he, I can't tell you how many video games he's voiced. Still voices. Right. Um, it's just, it just, it's an industry that doesn't end. It's really neat. You know, it's, I was actually thinking about that as you're explaining it, and it, it kind of makes sense. I think the very fact that uh, yourself and others like you who are voice actors are, you, you lend your voice and you are completely okay with not having you, you yourself in front of the camera, right? Because there's a lot of people that would want that uh, and that would crave that in addition to their voice and everything. But like that, it's a completely different animal. It's a completely different thing. Like, uh, for all intents and purposes, someone could never actually see you. They would never know it's you. And And there's there's a certain, I think there's a, uh, a certain level of, uh, I want to say, like, lack of ego, actually. is That's right. Right. It's like, it makes sense that it would be the most giving out of all of the uh, entertainment type of industries. Because it's like, that, that, that kind of has to be within you already. Right? You, you got to not be selfish in the in the in the limelight i guess is what i'm trying to say i think it's important to know as a voice that everybody you know everyone goes oh there's thousands of voice people like i'll never get work and stuff but every voice is unique every you know it's you don't fit into a category so much especially if you can play with your voice and be what they're what they want you to be um, you can pretend to be anything and it's fun to pretend. Right. And then when you meet these people in person, again, come back to, I'm just me. Yeah. There's really nothing special about me. My voices might be fun and special, but I'm just me. Right. And the voice people I know, and I'm talking thousands of them, are mm-hmm. just them. They're right. just nice people. Yeah. That could be very much why. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. It's I fun. mean yeah, uh, Jeremy Blankenship is very humble, and I agree, absolutely. And it's awesome to hear that it's not cutthroat. Kyle Hereford says, uh, "Oh, okay." Uh, Dan Random nine hundred says, "I wondered if you could anything in the style of Brian Blessed." I don't know who that is. Neither do I, so I can't help you there. 
<laughs> I'd have to look it up. Now, in saying that, I would look it up and uh, I would work on it. And probably the answer would be, yes, I can. <laughs> but it would take practice and time. It's like anything. It's a craft and you have to learn. They do a lot of they do a lot of can you sound like when they do their auditions and they don't necessarily mean can you sound exactly like that person. For example, Marge Simpson. Mm -hmm. If they're asking you to sound like Marge Simpson, like a sound alike, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But maybe they just want you to be like her character. Right. And that's different again. That's different, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Oh, uh, Will I Really Am says, speaking of English accents, I commonly hear English coming across in movies and audiobooks as always posh. But I'm from Essex, Definitely not posh. Can you can you try a common English accent, please? Again, okay. Something I have difficulty with is something outside of the RP accent. My mum was from Strawberry Hill, Twickenham. So when I speak like this, I think I'm her, which is a posh accent. But I'm not the royal posh. I'm not the upper crust. You know, I'm royalty, and I'll talk like that. Um, so Essex is a I, I, if I'm not mistaken, it, it's a, well, I couldn't even do it. I fall right into the RP accent. It's the accent I know, hmm. and it's the comfortable accent. I, if I could hear his voice, I could probably pick up a few pieces. Mm -hmm. But there's so, here's a good example. Um, I have a, a British narration demo, and I speak of um, Leeds Castle. So when I recorded the demo... I said Leeds Castle, because in the RP, you say castle. Mm -hmm. But Leeds is in the southeast, I believe, and they say castle. Hmm. So that's where I lose the dialects, because I don't know the idiosyncrasies of all the different areas. Mm -hmm. So to do justice, I'd say no. There's also an accent out there that they call transatlantic, and it's kind of... Um, it's the accent that you don't know where they're from. But it sounds so like So there's a... a little bit of British. Uh -huh. There's a little bit of American. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of European. But they really can't pinpoint it. So they've labeled it transatlantic. And I can't do that well either because I immediately fall into the light RP. And when you... Uh, just remind me again. The RP. What is RP? Um, I just call it a, uh, something pronunciation. Received pronunciation. Okay. All right. That's what it stands for. And so the transatlantic one, that's, would you say that that's the common one that you would hear in movies and TV shows? Sometimes, yeah. It's like the Catherine Hepburns of the world. Okay. Uh, from the black and white movies kind of thing, where she sounds like she's upper crust, but she's from Boston. You know, <laughs> like, it's kind of like I either, I'm either English or I'm not English, and I can't find that happy medium, so I don't get that work. Right. But there's other people that do. So because of that, there are so many people out there that can do it. Why would I pretend to do it and not do it well? Right. So if I can't do it well, I don't do it. Doesn't mean I don't try or train. Right. But I don't put it on my, I can do this. Right. List. Okay. Yeah. Right? Interesting. And you said before that when you, anytime you do do a, a, a British accent or, or UK accent, it's for an American audience, North American audience. <laughs> It's just not the UK. It might be somewhere else, but it it's not in the UK. Oh, interesting. So it could be in Germany. Literally anywhere else except anywhere for the UK. Else. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 
I have one in the Netherlands that hires me uh, for Amazon, actually, for in-house training. And it's a UK accent, but it's not aired in the UK. It's okay. not played for the UK. Right. <laughs> masses. <laughs> uh I mean, I shouldn't say that. I have done a few, but generally speaking, I know enough UK talent that why would I tell my client I'm better than that? I'd rather refer a UK talent right. that would fit the, you know. Right. And if they had a, I guess, a non-regional accent, a North American accent, they would refer you? Yes. What do they call, oh, the, what do they call the, like, the American accent that isn't from anywhere? Neutral. It's neutral. neutral North. It's neutral North American. Neutral North, it means, North American. It means I'm not Canadian. Right. No, because that's an accent. <laughs> that is an accent. I actually did a job for someone in Saskatchewan, and I was trained to say Saskatchewan, and they corrected me. They said, "Why do you keep saying that?" And I said, "Oh, well, I'm Canadian. That's how you say it." They go, "No, it's not." Really? <laughs> <laughs> how do they say it? Just out of curiosity. Saskatchewan. Like a win. Like I win. Win. Yep. Not one. Yep. Because we say one, don't we, over here? We do here in Ontario. We do. Yeah, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Oh, that sounds so weird. And I say things like process. Instead of process? Canadians say process. Process. So my, because 90% of my work is neutral North American. Well, I shouldn't say that. A third of my work is Brit. So, you know, 80% or 70% of my, 70% of my work is is neutral North American. So I speak when I'm just chatting, I say sorry. Right. I no longer say sorry. Sorry. Because that's, that's a Canadian, isn't it? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. sorry. And I say process and uh, presentation and because otherwise I'll make a mistake. So hold on. Presen- presentation versus mm-hmm. presentation. Yes. And which one is which? Which one's Canadian? Which one's not? Presentation is Canadian. Really? Yeah. And the only one I say regularly uh, is... Um, Foyer, we say foyer, but the Americans say foyer. Foyer, yeah. It doesn't come up very often, so I know. To me, it's another language. Right. So if I'm speaking North America, like U.S., I would say foyer because they'd go, "What are you saying?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that word? It's French. You know, uh, <laughs> there's a couple actors that I, I enjoy hearing their American accent uh, because you can tell that it's it's their version of an. Uh, uh, Liam Neeson is one of them. Right, because everyone knows he's Irish, uh, but he does. I mean, the majority of his movies, he has an American accent, right? Right. Uh, and it's it's funny because uh, there's some things that he says that there's just a bit of a lilt. It, it's almost like he jumped in an English accent, North American pool. He got out. He's not in the pool, but he's still kind of like wet from the pool. If that makes sense, like it's. Is it, you could tell, right? Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Uh, and sometimes, like they actually, I made, I saw this YouTube video where they were pointing things out, uh, and especially well, it, when he's yelling and he gets mad, it's like, oh, uh, I, I heard the Irish. I was just gonna say, sometimes when you get so, um, the emotion is strong. Yeah. You will hear sometimes they fall back in, and it's it's because the emotion and the character overrides. Um, because they have to think. Now, these people have been doing it for years. They've had professional training. Um, they've had dialect coaches work with them. Right. Um, they're, they're really good at what they do. But every once in a while, um, certainly in an emotional scene, you yeah. might hear it. Right. 
And and that's nothing against. He's actually one of my favorite actors. Like he, I love his stuff. Uh, and most that, people wouldn't know it. And they wouldn't. Know they wouldn't it. notice. No. Uh, and there's some people that just speak with a, a perfect American, if you would, like Mel Gibson. Yeah, and he's Australian, right? And he's Australian. Like the first time I found that out, I actually found that out as a teenager. It blew my mind. I'm like, there's no way he's Australian. There's no way. What? It doesn't. It doesn't even seem right. It didn't compute in my brain. Right. I have a voice friend that lives in um, he's now Canadian. He's a Canadian citizen. He lives out on Vancouver, or Victoria Island. And mid-sentence, he'll start going back into his Australian accent. Right. But then when he's, you know, reading a script, he's as North American as everybody else. Right. It's so weird. Right. <laughs> that's weird. But it's not weird when we do their when accents. We do it. <laughs> that's right. It's so strange. But there's this, what is that? Do they feel the same way about us? Like, it, it, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Like an, Hugh Jackman, he's another one, right? Like when he's Wolverine, like he, sa- he sounds like he's, heck, he's supposed to be Canadian, but he doesn't even have a Canadian accent. He just has a, that, the neutral American. And then he's Australian. And every interview, it's, that's Hugh Jackman, not Wolverine. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's their character. That's, again, it's, it comes back to who the character is. Yeah, just super cool. Yeah. Uh, so somebody here said, uh, let's see. Okay, so Will I Really Am says, I have a great idea. Can you both try doing an impression of each other just now? That's, okay, so that's going to be tough. For me. First off, I, it's hard for me to do female voices. Uh, so what you would do is maybe not do the timbre of my voice, but how I speak. Let's see. Okay, I got to change my posture because you sit differently than me. All right. Um, yeah, yeah. You you don't slouch. You're you're upright. Uh, and you know what? The other thing that I noticed about the way you talk is your mouth moves quite a bit when it's you don't mumble, which is good. Uh, and you're you smile. <laughs> you smile a lot when you talk as well, uh, which is not my default. I don't smile a lot when I I don't think anyway. Uh, I don't have objectivity over myself. Can't pull my eyes out of my head and watch myself. But uh, I guess you're right. Not the timber, but like the nuances. Yeah. And you have a, you know, you, you're always thinking and you're, you're, you have this focus look on you when you talk. So if I was doing a presentation, I'd be a little more serious and a little more uh, inquisitive about the things you're learning. Okay. So... That's what I that's what I would do when I say imitate somebody. Right. I can't I can't I can't be you. Yeah, I can't even pretend to be you. <laughs> but I can be something other than, you know, just this average everyday person. And you tend to you don't smile. You look like you're about to say something okay. with your mouth, right? Right? <laughs> so it'll come to play. And and because you're thinking. That's actually you're always so thinking. true. Oh my right? goodness. Yeah. Okay, so. And you know, it's funny you should say that cuz a lot of times People are like, do, do you get what I'm saying? You look confused. Like, no, I'm not. I'm just thinking. Like, I'm not. Exactly. Yeah. That's so yeah. funny. I love it. Oh, man. But I like that, though. You, using the same characteristics of the person, but not necessarily the person. Kind of like the Bart Simpson or the Marge Simpson example that you use. Right. Yeah, yeah. They don't want that funny voice, but they want that, you know, oh, come on, kids. Let's go. You know, that kind of thing. 
Right. So, so a lot of times that's your homework when they, they use a reference for somebody. They don't, I mean, you can go to an interview or you can go to a character that they played, but how do you know what they want? You'd be surprised how many actors, if you're watching them, you go, they kind of have that same technique in every show they're in, even though they're different people. Right. Right. Like I, um, I can't even think of what. I mean, you could talk about William Shatner. Let's talk about him because he's Canadian. And anybody that imitates William Shatner will tell you that he does these things in phrases and that and it doesn't matter who he's playing. Right. That's how he talks. That's how he talks. So if I said talk like him, that might be what they're looking for. Uh, you know what? That's actually that's I like that example because everyone has a Shatner in them. <laughs> They are able to talk like him. They have they have the ability. They don't sound like him at all, but they shatner it up with their voice. In fact, we have this thing in the studio where where we're trying to do a take of whatever we're talking about. We're doing a, t- a talking head video, and we can't think of words, and we're not saying um or ah uh in between our words, but we're shatnering it because we're just pausing so much in between words. You're like, okay, I shatnered it too much. I got to redo that because there's just way too many breaks. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, there's all kinds of ways to to find who you're going to be and how you're going to be that person or how you're going to create a person of your own. Right. And that's that's just there's a personality. There's a little bit of personality that comes behind. And the big thing right now is conversational. Well, right now it's warm and caring. Everything I do, every job I audition for uses the word warm hmm. because of coronavirus. Right. Uh, a year ago. It was vocal fry. Everything you say would talk like this. I go to the credit union. I went to the bank. I made my bed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) And then that stopped. And now they don't do that so much. In fact, now they'll say, don't do vocal fry. Be warm and caring. So, uh, but they want it conversational. So they, even if you're selling a product, uh-huh. And then they start the script with introducing, because that's what I say all the time to my friends. Never. Um, so it's hard. It's it's difficult because it's not written conversation. You don't write conversationally. Right. You written prose, right? Right. So conversationally means you have to talk. So it's not hard sell. Whereas, you know, back in the 60s, it's like, bye, bye, bye. This vacuum is for you. And now it's like. I've got this really great vacuum and it does all the really cool stuff. Yeah. It's, and now they're getting it, yeah. into our vacuum company is there for you. <laughs> it's funny how the industry changes. And if you went on YouTube and looked up commercials from different years, mm-hmm. you would hear that. What, what's that? Okay. Did you say vocal fry or f- what, what did you call it? Vocal, vocal fry. Fry, like F-R-Y. Y. Like, uh-huh. And it, yeah. it means valley girl. Like what does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, it's, it's, um, oh, who are they? The, um, <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians. Yeah. They do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, like, it's like so hard. I have to admit, I do not prefer that it, my mind is like, ah, I, yeah, no, no, it's, it's not in style anymore. <laughs> <laughs> How is it ever in it's style? Not. It was keeping up with the Kardashians. That's, I think that started. I mean, it's the same as they say up talk right now. Up talk, okay. And that was that was the Valley Girl thing. You know, I'm going to the store and I'm going to be uh, getting milk for the kids. And so they do that now. 
and it's called up talk and Canadians are really bad for it. It's like everything is a question. Everything is a question. Yeah. And it's so they used to call it Valley Girl. Now they just call it up talk. Yeah. And then they turned it into vocal fry. (laughs) And now it's warm and caring. (laughs) So (laughs) but I must say that that uh, COVID has turned the industry completely around Mm -hmm. overnight. Mm hmm. Because you'd get an audition and it would be, um, you know, need it conversational, want to be friendly, believable, blah, 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 blah. And instantly, everything, absolutely everything says positive, upbeat, and warm. Yeah. Warm, 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 warm. Everything. Which actually makes sense, though. Like, it's affected the world so much. We, I think we just need to hear that. We need to hear positive, warm reassuring feeling talk i mean they went from uh i mean you look at car spots and you know they've they've gone from ford you know dodge ram or whatever and then they turn around and they say um hyundai and that's a vocal fry one crazy. (laughs) you know uh you know the family the whole bit and now they're like toyota we're here for you We'll keep our doors open. You know, they're all the same. Yeah. Every every product, every service, they're all there for us. Now, just because they have changed this and they've made this, they as in the advertising companies, mm-hmm. would you say that, because, I mean, they have the advertising experience, right? Um, everyone, this is fair. <laughs> this is, this I is trying my, to sneak by. This is my goddess of Slanesh. If you guys <laughs> haven't seen our Slow Grow campaign, watch it. She plays Warhammer with me. It only took 13 years of marriage, but it's happening. <laughs> oh, uh, and this is Bev standing. This Hi, is Bev. This is Bev. Hi. Meet you in person soon, I hope. Meet you in person soon, I hope. I'm not sure if you heard her. I can't hear her. Can't no. hear her. Okay. All right. Um, so what was I saying? Yeah, okay. So the companies. So, I mean, they have this advertising experience, and I'm sure they get data back that tells them what works and what doesn't. So when they make this change universally – it's it's got to be because of experience, right? Like that's what. Absolutely. It's, it's their advertising intuition. It's like people need yeah. to hear this. They know it. what the customers want to hear. They know how to sell. Uh, I think what you're going to see right now, I'm just starting to see a trend in hope, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel type of ad. So instead of we're here for you, it's we're going to get through this. Right. And we're, we're starting. I'm starting to see that trend. Yeah. And just based on my experience and my background with my dad mm-hmm. watching commercials and stuff, I think you're going to see it switch again. From the warm caring to the don't worry, we're going to get through this. Right. Because people are getting tired of staying at home and, and uh, you know, getting frustrated. So you're going to get that a little more supportive, a little more hopeful. What do you think it'll be after? Let's say we, we've gone through the phases of phasing back in. What was it going to sound like? We have triumphed Michael? over this? Yeah. What do you think it's going to be? Yeah. We've won and we've got a new normal and we're going to, you know, our world's a better place. Yeah. 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 yeah happy and, and uh, yeah. And yeah. then who knows? And then it's just whatever happens, happens, I suppose. Right? Whatever happens, happens. Who knows what will happen by that time? But I think you're going to start you're going to start seeing less and less of the, um, oh, my goodness, poor us. We'll help you to we got through this together and we're still here. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, OK, so I see this thing here on the side. Uh, OK, so Will I Really Am says, 
I have a pronunciation task. Living in Scotland, here are five Scottish places. Try to pronounce them. I'll give you both a mark out of five. Uh, here, I'm going to copy and paste these uh, for you and put them in your... Uh, uh... <laughs> well, keep in mind, I would look these up, but okay. <laughs> you wouldn't just blindly. No, I would never just blindly. Um, a, a good example of that, Kregelaki, Lydeg, Findokti, Blindeloch, Maganokteer. I fail. That's okay. But it, it, see, it, it helps that you do it with the accent though, right? Because like here I, I would try to, I, I don't even know if I'd attempt it. I would just in my accent, normal, I would say Craigalachi, uh, Ledeg, Findakti, Balindalak, Balindalak. Let's go with that. Balindalak. Yeah. Meganakitar. <laughs> did, did we pass? I don't think so. Um, but but here's an example. I did I did a, a, a car spot for a city that I would have said. Of course, I'm blanking right now of what the name of is. The city is. Um, I should type it in. American city. It's yeah. It's called Lancaster. But in the in the audition, it said must say the name of the city correctly. So I looked it up. It's Lancaster. Lancaster. There is a Lancaster, but not where this car dealership is. It's ah. Lancaster. So even though I thought Lancaster, mm-hmm. pretty straightforward name, you do your research. If you say a company name, a person's name, a city name, you have to get it right. right. Those are the things that will stop you. Even though they can correct you, it will stop you from getting a, that job if somebody comes up with the right pronounce. You never mispronounce a, a, a client. No, you can't. Or, no, it's no. a first impression, right? Or a product. Yeah. Is even it because... If, even if it's not invented yet, you have to figure out how to say it. How does that work? How's that even fair? You email them or you call the company. Oh, I suppose that's true. Okay, that's fair. I got fair. hung up on three times once. Really? Yeah, I called and I said, can you tell me the name of this doctor's name? Click. <laughs> oh, I wonder... I, I'm, I'm doing a commercial. I need to pronounce this properly. Click. Huh. <laughs> so I found one of their other branches. Uh-huh. Hi, I need to know how to pronounce this doctor's name, and she told me. Huh. <laughs> so you do your homework. Okay. Yeah, I guess Get that's... creative. It's funny. When you explain it, it's it's like, well, yeah, that's common sense. That, that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Just call them up. How do you pronounce this? It's so simple. But I'm like, call oh. Call after hours. Right. Get their voicemail system and hear what they say. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> Hopefully it's not automated and, you know, just like a computer voice saying it and they're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's happened. But anyway. All right. So uh, Nebulord says, great stream, Dave. Interesting subject. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, and thank you, Bev. Uh, so we're actually going to. Oh, wait, hold on. Well, uh, wow, she got two. Will, I really am. She got two. Nice job. Uh, Dave got three. You got to be kidding me. There's no I think way. You got, that. you got the third one right. Belinda Lock. yeah. Maybe it's like the not the pronunciation, but or or it is the pronunciation, but without the accent, because you could still say it right, but without the accent. 
But that was a complete shot in the dark. That was like, <laughs> I don't even recognize these as English words, let alone how to say them. Yeah, like I said, it's it. I would research even any of those if right. I had to say them. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, so uh, say, uh, I'm just going to say the word, Birmingham. So real Birmingham, not the U.S. Birmingham. Birmingham. It's like, you know what? Okay, when I went to the U.K., when I went to London and I took the, the train, I said, uh, I'm going to Nottingham. <laughs> and the guy behind the counter is like, Nottingham, not yeah. Nottingham, it's Nottingham. <laughs> and they corrected you. <laughs> he corrected me. Oh. <laughs> That's Birmingham. Yeah. So it's, it is funny. And the way he did it was awesome because it, see, my, my experience when I first went to London was there was like half the people there. My impression was half the people there were, were not from London. They were outsiders from Until different, they spoke. from different countries with accents. <laughs> right. And so like, but I was, uh, you know, I wasn't like talking to the natives of london i was talking to uh, immigrants of london mm -hmm. and so i'm like where are all the london people with the london accent that i that i want to hear and so it it took like the guy selling the ticket behind the train and then and then he corrects me so it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i love it it's you were like, in the tube not the train i was in the tube that's right i was uh, and i was <laughs> minding the gap that's right that's right uh it was, it was so good uh-oh uh, Gloucestershire. No, okay, that's no. G Gloucester. Gloucestershire. 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 I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's sure. Gloucestershire. Yeah. It's like Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. <laughs> yeah. Such a hard but, word. But again, those are things that I don't need to know. Those are things I need to look up. Right. Right. So that's that's all part of. Um, that's when I read your script, Adeptus Astartes. How do you say that? I would look that up before I would record that for you. And here's the here's the frustrating part about that specifically, because Games Workshop, they do they have their audiobooks and they have novels and things that you hear and they pronounce things differently sometimes within the same book. Like uh okay, here's an example. I was reading this there's a book called Black Library or uh, sorry, uh, uh Black Legion. And there's a character called Abaddon the Despoiler. And that's how I say his name, Abaddon. And in the book, he was saying, Abaddon the Despoiler. And then not a page later, he's saying, Abaddon the Despoiler. I'm like, come on! You might want to let them know that. That's, yeah, that's unprofessional. And it was, I, I was so blown away. I'm like, how do they pronounce it differently in the same... If nothing else, the editor, the audio editor should have picked that up. That's what they do. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that I can think of is... Maybe it's there was like a narration he was reading and he was reading it a certain way. And when he pronounced it another way, he was... A name is a name is a name is a name. He was saying it in, the, like in a character's voice and they said it differently. Like, I, I don't know. You know? It was just... It, I, I just... It, That's weird. Yeah. It is weird. Uh, she got Birmingham right. Dave did not. Yeah. Because you, you said Birmingham. Or, yeah. Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. And my but, mom's from Twickers. Twickers. <laughs> Twickenham. 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 <laughs> it's not Nottingham. It's Nottingham. Nottingham. <laughs> That's right. Well. Uh, That's right. But it's fun. It's a, it's a certainly a fun industry. And when I, you know, when I, I, when I came to your, um, your place and looked at all the different characters, I just thought, wow, this would be really fun. Because, 
thing yeah. because you know it'd be, it'd be remembering each voice in each character but when you identify the characteristics of each of the little characters mm-hmm. it's easier to remember the voice you pick and and the personality that goes with each one so it's kind of fun yeah well thanks again for being on the show being a guest and having some fun with us today Thank you. That was fun. I hope you everybody enjoyed it. It's like I said, I didn't even know it was a career until very late in life. So, and just one more time, if people wanted to to find you to contact you, where would they go? They go to my website at bevstanding.com or email me at bev at bevstanding.com. Or uh, as I said, I am a teacher with gravyforthebrain.com, uh, where we actually have free free webinars and free classes in there that you can take to learn a little bit more about the industry and it's some of it's free so check it out thanks again and thanks guys for uh, for tuning in stay tuned next week every wednesday 1 p.m shrine of chaos and leave comments below and let me know uh, uh how you like the show and uh other people you'd like to see as well uh as guests on the show so thanks again bev thank you bye everyone <laughs>